Mark Stoos. How are you, man? It's great to have you on the Data Strategy Show. Listen, uh, you know, I know we've been talking about this forever, um, and we've finally yeah. got there. And yeah. it's great to see you. And you're looking absolutely fantastic. Your well, hair's you. kind of slicked back. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like, like the I was, white shirt look. I was I was re-quaffed. Whoa, good <laughs> re-quaffed. <laughs> And yeah. and for all those people listening, it, it, that is not anything rude. Request <laughs> is a, is a good good thing to hear. No, I, I so the the young woman who does my hair, you know, and has for many 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 years. I just said, hey, you know, uh, I totally trust you. I don't even think about it. You always do a great job. If you want to do something a little different, yeah, knock yourself out. Go right? for so it. She kind of did an incremental thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's uh, like we're all waiting for oh, what's uh, Mark gonna look like? What's Mark gonna look like? And Mark saying, No, no, don't make it too radical. Yeah, well, change <laughs> that's change management, right? In a nutshell, change management is <laughs> yeah. hey, let's do a little bit, look around, yeah, yeah, yeah. see everyone's doing, do a little more, you know. So, oh man, that's good. That's good. So listen, Mark, you and I have known each other for I don't know, maybe three years. Yeah, two, three years now, right? And we, we met through uh, our wonderful mutual friend, uh, Bill Schmarzo. Um, Schmarzo. Schmarzo, yes, I'm sure you'll be happy to hear that. Um, so so listen, for, for the audience out there, and I mean, I know who you are, but why don't you just give me a quick sort of, you know, highlight, uh, you know, what, what you're doing currently, a little bit about your background, um, and then we'll just get into it. I was about to say, man, if you know who I am, you're you're ahead of me. <laughs> Existentially, perhaps. <laughs> Can I answer yeah, the question okay. about who so, is Mark Stoos? You know, is it going to be one of those? Uh, am I, uh, I even? Right? Yeah, you... <laughs> uh, who am I? Um, no, I think, uh, you know, um, I am kind of a person that is uh, a mix of the extremely pragmatic and the deeply philosophical. Um, and that is, that's always kind of posed some very interesting opportunities and, and insights and problems, challenges um, throughout the course of my career. Mm-hmm. Um I, you know, viewed more traditionally, right? I, I, uh, I come out of a really deep um, operational background and go-to-market background. Uh, large companies, very senior roles, CMO of Honeywell Aerospace, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the last, say, 20 years, you know, what I have gradually become more and more known for is analytics-led decision-making. Yep. You know, probably most notably within the go-to-market area of operations, but, but, uh, you know, it goes beyond that today and, and actually did even back then, um, probably, you know, kind kind, you know, my, I strive to be very Mm T-shaped, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to learn. I want to learn vertically, you know, deeply from a specialization perspective. And then I also want to go way out, you know, and do a lot of horizontal learning, contextual yeah. learning. Yeah. I think today I probably have actually three, maybe four 
verticals, mm -hmm. uh, areas of specialization is what I mean, underneath my T. Um, I'm always kind of moving back and forth between the specifics and the broader perspective, right? And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, that's just kind of me. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, a lot to unpack in that, but listen, I, I, you know, I, I know you as, as, as part kind of, um, in some way, uh, analytical mind, part philosopher, part historian, mm -hmm. um, and, and just part creative kind of thinker, which I think they all, yeah. they awesome. all merge into, to, to see, I know more about you, you Mark, than, than you thought. Um, so <laughs> I think that, I think that is one, it's like the old saying, right? If you're a, if you're a historian long enough and seriously enough, you're going to become a futurist. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and if you are um, a scientist, particularly like a physicist or a mathematician mm -hmm. uh, long enough, you can't escape becoming a philosopher. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, both of these things are, you know, history and let's say physics for a second are descriptions of how things operate that do have patterns and do mm -hmm. have they, they do have some causality in them mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes more than others and all that kind of stuff and the multivariable yeah. thing is writ large throughout both of them mm -hmm. um, and huge time lags in many cases yeah. uh, built yeah. into it but it's a it's one of those things where you know, I mean, it, things have consequences. They do, yeah. You know, and they and they always do. Yeah. Right. Yep. You just sometimes have to wait around for a while to be able to see it. Yeah. So, so on that vein, then, and and I know that you talk a lot about causality. Um, when I read your posts on LinkedIn, um, mm. you 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 always refer to causality. So let's start there. Let you know. Let's just unpack causality for perhaps those people who don't really know what causality is. How would you define that from, you know, a business and analytical viewpoint? So I think that that um, if you were to ask the average data scientist about causality, right, you're going to get a very specific and very technical answer that is really rooted in the physical sciences. Mm -hmm. you know 95 confidence score you know yeah. it's all that kind of stuff right um there was a great observation by a, a colleague that you and i have in common that that if the if it had all instead of starting with the physical sciences if data science had really come from say more like the biological end right there would be much less of this heavy, heavy deterministic anchor mm -hmm. related mm -hmm. to causality. Mm -hmm. So determinism means, for those of you who don't know, right, that it is going to happen this way every time. Right. No question. Yeah. Right. This is like the law of gravity. If you yeah. take a million yeah, yeah. rocks and you throw it off a building, there is zero chance that any of them are going to be floating in the in the air when it's all sure. over. They're all going to yeah. be on the ground. Yeah. Right. So, when as soon as you start talking about people 
or anything that, you know, human action, anything that has to do with or ripples from human action, you start to rapidly encounter the probabilistic mm -hmm. view of life. Mm -hmm. So keeping this simple, right? But yep. still very accurate, right? Yep. Let's let's uh let's just say this is about understanding and managing the odds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so like, give me an example. Give me an example. Last, last week, right? Yeah. The Fed and and other national banks, right, um, made adjustments to the interest rates that many people saw as kind of dovish and and kind of um, encouraging, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, and analysts uh, produced. Um, analyses that that said, hey, you know, um, soft likelihood of a soft landing by this date is roughly twenty percent, but but the likelihood of a soft landing by this date is like eighty plus percent, right? So you you uh, so there's a a lot of alignment around this, mm -hmm. right? Which actually paradoxically makes you feel better, sure. but actually increases the risk. Because if if it's wrong, yeah. and then everybody is like way out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the bets that are being made based on that guidance is where the real risk lies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that that is that is probabilistic causality. Right. That is okay. All things known. But not, you know, there's a lot of things we don't know that don't we don't know. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But all yeah. things known, thrown into the pot. Yeah, this, this is where we might be. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. in business, okay, uh, that's really all that matters. Mm. And this is actually one of the great dichotomies between the traditional data science perspective, which is a very academic cult of precision kind of thing, right? Yeah. And where the business leader mindset is, which is exactly the opposite. Yeah, yeah. That, and so that, that that's fascinating for me because I've just written down cult of precision. And then as we know, that look, there is a there is a an element within within business leaders, there is an element in their decision making, which is experience, which is you know, taking inputs from various narratives which is mm -hmm. not always going to be down to a 95%, you know, a predictable model or, or, or whatever it might be. And, and, and so we're building businesses on, on, on the 95% predictive model, or so we're supposed to be, you know, doing that because everything's being data driven. Um, but on the other side, you've got business leaders who are, you know, coming from a world of experience that, that, that this is, they didn't do this just yesterday. This is, this, this is a lot of, you know, experience built over you know decades and suddenly they're confronted by saying well no 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 it's the model that will tell you what to do so so there is a paradox there right because you you know you you're saying on one side have we suddenly conflated this whole thing about predictive about the predictive nature of models and then told people that you don't need to come from experience or you know yeah why and is, i think i think why that's is a, this happening yeah i think well it's because human beings 
want a simple answer, right? And, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. And, I and, love that. Things and, are right. simple. And, Boy. And it's like the current attitude towards AI, right? Yeah. A whole bunch of people who say, no, AI is here to replace people. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and, and there, but that's a very popular, I mean, you and I yeah. see it that way, man, but I mean, yeah. the very popular view. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's our view, which, which is, Hey, technology in general, AI specifically in this case, right. Is all about augmenting human beings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that the A in AI is actually far better described as augmented intelligence than yes, artificial. Than artificial. Yeah. But right. So I'm, I'm always intrigued by, um, decision-making. I, 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 you know, specifically because we all come from a, 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 you know, the nature of gut feeling, you know, gut, your gut instincts, you've got, I don't know how many nerve receptors in your, in your, in your stomach that actually send impulses up to your brain. And, and, you know, that tells you the sort of flight, fight or flight, the, the amygdala is, you know, there to, to, to yeah, give those actually, impulses. So let's, talk, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Right. So you have instinct. Yeah. Which is hardwired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you have its kissing cousin, right? Intuition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is actually a lot like AI from the standpoint that when you're born, you have no intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Because it hasn't been trained. It hasn't yet. been developed. Yeah. Hasn't been trained. There's been yep. no data presented, no experience, mm -hmm. no no. Mm -hmm. And so the like uh, a lot of machine learning, right? In fact, the way I kind of think about uh, conversationally anyway, um, the way I think about intuition is it is your personal private machine learning. Okay. Tape. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Your own private yeah. LLM in this right. sense. And if you have yeah. good data in the LLM, right, then you're probably going to make pretty good pattern based decisions. And if, uh, your data tells you that black is white and white yeah. is black, then you yeah. are going to be inverted yeah. in your decision-making. Yeah. yeah, Keeping in mind that the role of the subconscious, the intuition, mm. okay, is to guard your life. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it is undeniable in its influence. If it thinks that doing the right thing is going to get you killed it will not allow you to do the right thing it Correct. will have you do the wrong thing yeah yeah right yeah yeah and and that is all about programming mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when we talk about business leaders i've actually done this i'm not very aware of a whole lot of people that have done it but that just could be just because i don't not i'm not exposed to the right people but at honeywell we actually did projects where we collected the data. This is after the fact, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. so it has a little bit of, you know, it has a little bit of shakiness to it, yep. but uh, on how leaders made decisions right. in X circumstance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we modeled it after the mm -hmm. fact. Mm -hmm. So you took in all the variables, you understood how they made that decision, where they got their data from, whether that was from, there an experiential view or whether it was from a hardcore yeah. data point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
one of the things that was really illuminating, mm. right, is that they were all of them, and this was many different leaders' uh, decisions, right? Mm. They were they were all in the zone uh, in terms of confidence score, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. They were all in kind of the high teens to the high twenties. Okay. 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 So, did not you, did ex- you map that to outcomes in terms of that confidence score, and did you have a sort of could you look back at multiple decisions that people had made and and what that impact had on what they were attempting to achieve, or was it just a one time? Uh, inferentially, but remember, we were we were we were doing this with fairly recent decisions, so okay. Time lag meant that we, you know, there there wasn't a conclusion there wasn't yet. A, okay. Okay. But we could look at their track record of outcomes. Right. Okay. So you could correlate make, something. Make some generalizations. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and in general, right? The the you know, so these guys had been in in you know deeply steeped in aerospace mm. business mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. time. Okay. Right? Um, they, they were mostly right. Wow. So 20% confidence, 18 to 20% confidence, which now today would be frowned upon if you're looking at it through the lens of a model. Yeah, but yeah, but here's the thing. When you're talking about probabilistic models, you're going to be like absolutely fortunate to get into the fifties. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so actually what happens when data science teams go, Oh no, 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 no. We got to have 90, 95. Right. And so what do they start doing? They start overfitting the models mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get up there. Mm-hmm. So what are they doing there? They are introducing their own bias, bias. Yeah. in a yeah. big way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's actually a huge problem. What is far more important in a business context is the feedback loops, right? Mm-hmm. So so I'm forecasting that this kind of causal relationships are going to exist, okay, out into time. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And um and I'm going to be able to update that model every day, every week, every month, whatever is the relevant time, right? And so I'm going to be able to catch deviations off of that, sure. right? And I'm going to be able to understand based on what's in the model, what's happening, why that change is occurring. Yep. And I can make adjustments, right? Yep. And it's, yep. it's also confirmational. It's auto-generated confirmation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one way or the other, up or down. Mm-hmm right? Mm -hmm. Of the forecast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So in this sense, it's exactly not, it's exactly like a GPS. I mean, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I call, and it's interesting because, you know, I call that probably after reading a a, a book um, many, many years ago, and I think I've got it here somewhere, but anyway, we'll, we'll bring it up in a minute. I call that decision intelligence. Because the minute we're making a decision, I want to know how that has played out. I want to play that back into my strategy. I want to see whether I had the right variables, whether those variables answered the questions that I was thinking about, and whether I was actually using the right inputs, i.e. data. 
you know, for, and, and, and I can look down that chain and say, it was something wrong here because we actually we didn't really answer that question to begin with. So my model right. needs to change because of some impact, something that I didn't think about. Um, and yep. therefore, you know, and I'm, I'm just wondering from, from your specific viewpoint and, and the experience that you've had, you know, over those, you know, 30 odd years, um, when you're writing, sorry, when you're creating, building, training, delivering, you know, testing and delivering and productionizing that model, how much is the data scientist actually going back and fundamentally reviewing and updating um, and retweaking or running that model? Because the thing is, you said, if I'm looking at daily, weekly, you know, I'm not too sure whether they're actually going back and looking at these things on a daily basis. And if, if the, if the models are actually regenerated and run with, with new data, maybe I'm wrong, but. No, no, it, it actually, we had to deal with that in the context of proof analytics. Right. right. So there is an alarm in proof that says that if the, the deviation off of the expected line mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. becomes too great too fast right this suggests that there is something new going on and everybody needs to have a rethink about okay. the model okay right? okay so you have some uh, intervention some trigger which basically puts an alarm out yeah and 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 the idea though that that's going to be like sort of like auto generated mm. is is crazy from the mm. i mean this is where the human intelligence becomes absolutely key. Yes. Right. Yes, it does. You know, and, yeah. and so, um, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, I think, I think that that is really super important, mm -hmm. but I do think that there is also this deeply pragmatic, deeply operational aspect to what we're talking about that, is is ignored by too many data teams right so i mean just kind of expand on that well they were taught i mean there's a number of different aspects to it but they were mm -hmm. taught in school they were acculturated as data scientists or analysts mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. to be a part of the cult of precision to revel essentially in complexity okay to uh, to wear the sausage making aspect of their job as a badge of honor, mm -hmm. right? When quite frankly, nobody in the business cares, like at all. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness, I'm laughing because it's something I wrote down earlier on about my goals for 24, and I wrote down, nobody cares. Yeah, you know, care. and it's it's so funny. It's so yeah. funny that you just said it's, that. It's, it's like being the head of oh a national intelligence service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can help your president or your prime minister or your your minister of defense <clears throat> make a fundamentally better decision, then they will think you're the best ever. Oh, of right? course, of course. But have no interest whatsoever in how you got there. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's kind of like, 
you know, well, do we drop the bomb or not? Yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. It's they need to have something. Due, due diligence, yeah. right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, but one but, would hope, but, or we would hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's it's a. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, they are very, very, very pragmatic. Yeah. They want a particular outcome, you know? I mean, I think probably one of the most deeply illustrative things that, that Schmarzo ever said about this, right, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. that in business, it comes down almost all the time to the law of compounding. Yep. Right. So if you have to make his example mm -hmm. is if you have to make a decision 365 days a year and you can use analytics to make it where it is one half of 1% better every day, every day. Yep. Right. Yep. Annualize that's a, a couple thousand percent improvement. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, it's, it's a, that's huge, right? Uh, yeah. So, the, I'm, yeah. So this, I, so this idea yeah. that a lot of data scientists have that if they're not able to suggest to the business how they can get an immediate 10, 12, 14% improvement, okay? That tells me that they don't understand business at all, <laughs> okay? They, they, yeah, so, so when you were talking, you know, Sorry, I'm just going to cut in here very quickly. When you were talking about the education factor uh -huh. and how they have been, you know, gone through that formal education and, and, and the output and, and that they, they enter the business, I actually wrote down a word here, which was academic. So, you know, are we saying that they still live in this very academic world because they come from that scientific view and, and, you know, and therefore they're always looking for the highest level of confidence and without really understanding context now, because you're now talking about the intersection of the their mm -hmm. score and business. So and the actually, short answer is, yeah. yes, that's exactly what I believe. Yeah, yeah. I see all the time, right? right? Um, they, no, I mean, it's, it's, uh, in a in a in a in a in an area of endeavor like data science, which mm -hmm. is all about peer review. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The whole goal here is to leave yourself no gaps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. through which you can be assaulted mm -hmm. and proven wrong. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I mean it bear, I mean, this is one of the reasons why they go for the mega model approach, right? They yeah. explain it all mega model, you know, that's recomputed only once a year, maybe right. twice. Right. Year, right. Right. I mean, it's and it is it it, it is functionally worthless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't want to I, I don't want to. Um, we have a, a term in, in the UK. I don't want to poo-poo the data scientists, right? I don't want to make them feel like no, they're, no, you know, I, let, let, we're not trying to do that here. We're just no, trying to work I'm out. actually trying to help them become yeah. all they can be. So, so, so let's connect this back to the, the, the cult of precision, the academic profile, the non-understanding of business. 
what are the what are the elements that you would suggest to data scientists who are embarking on a career? Maybe they're going from a data analyst to a data scientist. What are the things that you would ask them to do before they start building a model that will help them make an effective even 25%, you know? So number one, I would really give a, give it a lot of thought as to whether or not you wanted to go from a data analyst to a data scientist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that the real opportunity in the marketplace, right, is to be a data analyst with that's a high that, that channels the business, right? Right, and I think so, you're going to use the word sort of hybrid right there, weren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah very much, yeah. Of, very yeah. much of that, yeah. right? And so. Um, the more finance you can learn, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. general business principles, mm -hmm. your overall level of conversancy with the issues of your business. Yep. Yep. So then more specifically, right. You, 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 uh, when you're modeling, I mean, so like when we onboard a new customer with proof. We sit down, we chair a meeting, usually has a lot of business leaders mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. And we say, what do you want to know? Mm. Like, what are the top 20 questions? Yeah, yeah. 50 yeah. questions, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. That are burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> uh, or let's rephrase it. What are the top 20, 40 decisions that you have to make yeah. in 2024 that have to be better? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They can usually rattle that off. Like it's a very short meeting. Cause it's, it's quite visceral as well. Right. It's, it's the pain points that they're dealing with right now. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, uh, from a causal perspective, mm. right. The, the, you know, there, there's a model framework that's, you know, there, yeah. right. It's yeah. really yeah. suggested. Um, and part of that is, you know, if we kind of think of it like a recipe card, right? You, you, there's the math portion, and then there's a, a tick list of ingredients, mm -hmm. right? So it'll give you a list of all the types of data that you're going to need in order to arm V1 of that model. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you also, this is something I've come to really believe in uh, over many years. The agile approach to it beats the waterfall approach every single right. time, right? Yep. So what does that mean? That means the minimum viable model, right? Do not boil the ocean. Do yep. not try to Agreed. solve the, the whole thing, yep. right? You, you know, in proof, right? You can federate all these MVMs if you want mm -hmm. to in order mm -hmm. to create a mega model, right? But mm -hmm. you you don't typically operate them that way, right? Yeah, I was going to say you wouldn't even do that to begin with, would you? You know, it's uh, no. Yeah. And so, and so, the other thing that's really important about this is that, again, I'm just going to use proof as an example of it. But you could, same thing is true for Stata, and you know, but you need to collaborate with the person asking the question, and the collaboration is essentially this. Um, is this model working for you? Mm -hmm. Is it answering mm -hmm. your question? Mm -hmm. Is it giving mm -hmm. you the information you needed, yeah. wanted to get, right? Yeah. yeah. As soon as that is, as soon as that you get two thumbs up on that, 
Um, and that, and the speed with which that happens is important, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, then you can put the model in production. And then I think this next part is also really super key. So I am not a, a technology centric person, even though that's my business, sure. right? Um, the people process technology triangle is not equilateral, it's scaling, right? And it's heavy skewed on the people side, right? So when we are talking about this in this context, what it really means is that at the end of the day, the, the, the biggest weakness that I observe in data science today in business, okay, is that it is it lacks relevance to the business mm-hmm. mainly because it is failed to operationalize itself at the clock speed of the business and that is tech yeah yeah right yeah. Yeah. that may be the really the only part of it that's really tech yeah okay so but if you are always behind the eight ball, if you're always a day late and a dollar short with your insights, no one is going to care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so the speed or latency with which you UDA, observe, orient, decide, and act, right, is key. I. I think you're right. I, 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 there's a lot that you've just you've just talked about, and one of the things that I want to go back to is when you when you initially mentioned that being able to understand the confines of the business, the the way that it works, the way that it um, makes money, the way that it sells products, the way that it serves customers, um, etc. You know, whatever the business is, is its DNA is basically. And I was reminded of something that happened to me last week. And I was I was at an offsite data strategy for a couple of days with a, a client. And I I gave them a presentation. And I and 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 one of the words in their presentation, sorry, one of the words in their offsite was data driven. And I and I basically talked about the narrative that is that I feel is slightly wrong in that term. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and how actually we're looking at the wrong kind of fundamental enabler there. And I talked about exactly as you did about decisions and questions. But I left. I just left them look with with one thought at the end. I said, look, there's two. Well, throughout the, you know, I I have a slide actually which is quite interesting. Anyway, it's interesting to me um, that I that I kind of attach eight words to this slide, and I've got various different teams. I've got data scientists, I've got business teams, I've got IT teams, I've got data analysts, I've got innovation teams, I've got data governance teams, and everybody's got different views of what value might be. Everybody's got different views of what their objectives might be. Every's and 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 they're not aligned. And I, and there was one thing that I one word that I put up on there, which was actually became quite important, which was language. And I think that we are missing a piece of the puzzle because while you can understand and sit down and work through what a business might do, you've got to shift your mindset in order to come back and deliver what you're doing in the language of what that person resonates with. 
And that audience might change when you're telling the story or narrating what is possibly the biggest no, insight absolutely. That, I mean, this that is, you this might is, be looking at. I think this is part of the essence of causality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there's a there's there are independent variables and a dependent variable, or maybe more than one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you're if we're talking about the dependent variables, each one of them is going to feel. I'm I'm, I'm abstracting this on purpose, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going to feel the causality differently. Yeah. They're going to experience it differently. Yeah. Right. And if you can't talk about it in that way right you've got you've got an issue right mm, i mean mm. and this is let's just talk about sales briefly for a second yep. right yep. persuasion is causality yeah you're mounting an appropriate amount of causality or you're not you know and we all know how both of those things feel mm -hmm. on both ends right mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it, uh, you're, I think you're absolutely right there. You know, it, we seek certainty where there is none to be found. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't mean that we can't get pretty dang close mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. lot of times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, uh, you know, and, and the other part to this is, is that even if you have, even if your odds, okay, are somewhere in the 30s and 40s, okay, if you are reconfiguring and recalculating your odds every day, mm -hmm. every week, mm -hmm. right, mm -hmm. you are further reducing the risk and optimizing the upside massively yeah right yeah this yeah. is this is something that used to be thought of as the province of non-linear regression mm -hmm. right and it, and it still is okay but but you can get to the heart of most of it just by recomputing 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 right creating the feedback loop right yeah yeah, I mean there there are limits to that statement. I don't want someone I, to think I'm making a, a statement I'm not making, but yeah. but yeah, but it, oh, it and, but it but it's significant. And, and so let, let's let's just switch for a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, I mean the data scientist is there. That's fine, and the data scientist has been brought in to build models, try and predict what might happen try and understand causality and, and, and the frame of reference for the business. Let's flip it though. If I'm a business leader, I'm a, you know, a, a department head or in the Swiss, in the C-suite, what do I need to understand about that data scientist? How do I need to act? Because it's fundamentally fine for me to say that those guys really are deep into their, you know, building models and they want to get to that 95% confidence clarity, whatever it might be. How do I, as a, as a business leader, start to rethink some of my perceptions about what I might be doing? Because sometimes I may be wrong as well. So what do I need to do to get to a point of actually your, your likelihood <laughs> of being wrong is, is 
great as any of us. Yeah, are. yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And we're so, in this new world, right? So I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, okay, the new world has been around for about twenty years, but it still feels new to a lot of people. What do I need to do to change behavior or, or rethink some of my patterns that may give me the flaws in my leadership in this kind of world of you know, facing off with the new realms of AI and data science and so on. So a lot of these are deeply human and deeply mm. personal, mm. right? Uh, mm. Not math. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't, don't buy into the cult of precision mm -hmm. yourself mm -hmm. and don't let your data science team do it either. Yeah. Right. So is I think, that, that, I think yeah. you have to reset the rules. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, and just say, you know what, guys, if you're not happy with that, comfortable with that, can't get behind that, whatever that is, right? Then, you know, maybe you need to go do something else. Mm. Right. But this is, we're, we don't want a cooked, 95% confidence score, right? And also, I don't want your conclusion with 28 caveats mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at the end of it, right? Mm -hmm. That effectively eviscerate its utility, yeah. right? While yeah. making it feel safe and secure and good about it, right? So... Because I, I and I think that the one of the biggest aspects of this is that if everybody concerned doesn't see this as decision support or or you know decision intelligence, it's, it's it. such a it's such an amazing thing that you just said there, decision support. Because I can remember going back to my degree and and researching things like uh, oh God, look, it's going to go out my um, um some of the new first medical decision support systems mysis mysis i remember mysis was the first one but god that takes me back and, and 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 we seem to have moved away from that but essentially you're saying that we're still actually it's a decision support mechanism which i believe that as well you know it's it's but people out there have created something new but it's not really no it's not no. it's not new at all no right no um I think also a key part of this is to realize that that just because you've had these really cool experiences with Gen AI mm. doesn't mean jack in terms <laughs> of causal AI. Yeah, yeah, right. And what is possible uh, there? It's it's just not. It's so 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 it's an interesting point because I think everybody's everybody's perspective right now. Let's just call it the masses. Their yeah. experience of Gen AI is ChatGPT. Yeah. Right. This large language model built on top of the internet. But that is not what your business is going to be doing. Your no, business... I mean, actually, I and this is also where culturally there there has to be this shift. Yeah. Um, and and it's a and it's a it's a collaborative shift between the mm -hmm. business and the, yeah. the data guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is um, the whole idea that you can create these complex data management systems 
and then drop an algorithm into the data lake that magically purifies, sorts, and identifies all the key patterns in all that data. Mm -hmm. That is science fiction. <laughs> okay. That is not, that is not even remotely how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and yet data scientists, a lot of them are loath to come clear on this because it removes the magic. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And they want the magic to be part yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah. They also love the complexity when in fact, okay. So here's some facts that, that are need to be grappled with mm -hmm. like in mm -hmm. a big way. Okay. Yeah. Um, in the fortune 1000 outside of, I mean, so there are some that are in industries that have a lot of big data mm -hmm. caches because the, it's, it's R and D or compliance mm -hmm. related, anything that has to do with life and death. So healthcare, yep aerospace, automotive, all this kind of stuff is going to have a ton of big data. But actually, even in those companies, very little big data exists on the business of the business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what does exist? Lean data, time series right. data. Okay. Yep. Yep. So this whole idea that somehow this is a huge... AI use case mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. based on what exactly based yeah. on what data mm -hmm. right where, where where is all this data that's yeah. gonna yeah. train and drive and magically yeah, yeah. right yeah. okay so even if we're talking about private LLMs it doesn't exist the data meaning yeah doesn't yeah. exist in enough volume right in order to be relevant so yeah. then, then you are back to good old uh, multivariable regression. And I, sure. I, I, th I think you're right. I, I think there's there's a couple of things because, you know, I think it was maybe it was Sam Altman who said this last year. Uh, oh, sorry, it's not even no. Yeah, probably this year actually, not last year. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, um, hey man, that, you want to talk about a Freudian thing? Yeah. That's a Freudian thing. Um, I think you know one of the things that you said is there is no excuse now for any company going into twenty four or even you know even now in twenty three to not have analytics as a base. 100%. And starts there. You yeah, are, yeah. It's, it's, it's just like um, the whole reason why you go out and explore for crude oil sources is because you want to make gasoline, benzene, and all kerosene and all yeah, the rest of it. And all the others, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you are, you have goals that have to be realized and fed. The whole mm -hmm. supply chain has mm -hmm. to be fed. Mm -hmm. um, there is no innate final desire for crude oil. No. You, you put crude into your gas tank, yeah. <laughs> you just ruined your car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the same thing is true with data, right? Yes. I mean, yes. it's utterly necessary. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. but it actually has almost no utility in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, it's utility in waiting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the refining process. Yeah, if it's you a wish. Proto, 
pro yeah. utility. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Some, um, some, some, some people would probably differ with that, you know, l line of thinking. Some will say, no, no, there's, there's utility in it even before it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's refined, etc. No, I think it's, you know, down to use cases. It's down to, you know, how you're going to apply that. Well, I mean, fundamentally, if, look, it, the one thing that we can say categorically without yeah. any, anyone being able to gain say it at all mm, right, mm, mm. is that data is by definition always and only about the past yeah yeah so if you're trying to learn stuff about the past only mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's great knock yeah. yourself out yeah exactly right yeah. yeah but but that is not causality that's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. this or business the business yeah. need lies right yeah, yeah. I, I agree. The history of it is only important if it if it means you can turn around and forecast more accurately from that. And you might do some what if analysis, et cetera, to kind of right. think, you know, through different scenarios, necessarily scenario planning or game theory or whatever it is. You're going to be using different, you know, modes. Right, but of, that's now uh, not just data. Yeah. That you're yeah. doing things yes. to it. Yes, yeah. you are doing things to it. Yes, yeah, correct. And I think that's... Um, that 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 takes me probably into into something that you said earlier which if we just move away from the Mr. viewpoint Speaker, you are the philosopher king you just keep segueing <laughs> into this, right? so keep going this is great i'd love it. no right? because you know you said some things at the beginning and we've talked a lot about the causality aspect we've talked a lot about the ds we've talked a lot about you know what 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 makes for a right model and what helps the business etc but i'm just thinking back to that that whole idea of a t-shaped individual and you know you you mentioned it mentioned it at the beginning and just 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 take me through cuz i think the t-shaped individual isn't necessarily um the 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 t-shaped um on the business side you can have a t-shaped data scientist for example you know and i'm sure, thinking absolutely, absolutely. I, so, so, so i'm thinking there's grades of t-shape yeah without a doubt. whatever right yeah without a doubt but i but i will say maybe the the best way to get yeah. this to use a real life analogy yeah 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 right so after y2k so mm -hmm. a little more than 20 years ago yeah. right um when the whole, whole world was gonna blow up right and and uh, there was a ton of money spent on yeah. a lot of technology oh, roads. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and the the business leaders turned around after all that and said this was total bullshit. <laughs> right. Okay. Right? <laughs> and we are so tired of CIOs and VPs of IT that make choices based on tech alone. Mm-hmm. 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 And so what they did was, because they, they, they respected the technological expertise, yeah. they wanted to graft that onto a much more T-shaped, business-aware sure. culture. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So what did they do? They basically, in, in vast number of cases, right? They made uh, uh, enterprise IT report to finance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Today, although I, I, you know, I, I don't think anyone is suggesting that it's somehow entered nirvana state here, but but uh, but we we have made huge strides in terms of IT departments 
that fundamentally enforce a business outcomes, business value mm -hmm. perspective on mm -hmm. tech, not yep. just tech for its own sake. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. That is exactly what we are seeing happening right now. Yeah. Early, yeah. early, early days. Okay. But it is happening right now with data science. Yeah. So, so I think largely that's happening with the, so I don't think we've learned the lesson actually. No, because that's what you're saying. Human, yeah, it's a uh, deeply human lesson. And, and, and I don't think we've learned the lesson in the position, not just of the DS, but actually if you go above that and if you say the CDO yeah, and, 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 you know, I would say the CDO is the CIO of 20 yeah. years ago. 100%. Fundamentally it's the, tech first principle that has unfortunately perhaps um, blindsided a lot of organizations into where they are now. Um, and I don't think that's the full uh, blame. I, I can't say I can yeah, but blame I, the I'll, CDO. You know, I'll, I'll give you another real yeah. life. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So back then, Right. Uh, I was in uh, I, I was in a company that was going through a merger with a very large other company, mm -hmm. both mm -hmm. roughly the same size. But the, right. the, the acquiring company was slightly bigger. OK, so what just give me just size wise. HP, what, what is HP compact? OK, OK. All right. So. The the main difference from an IT perspective, unfortunately, mm -hmm the whole kind of process lasted so long that everyone had the ability to identify this problem and do something about it before it became a problem. Um, the, C the CIO of Compaq was totally of a new generation, totally business first, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Kind of guy. Yep. yep. And HB, not so much. Right. And so what became rapidly apparent was that if something didn't change pretty fast mm -hmm. uh, for all of the sophistication in both systems on day one of the merger, um, there was going to be no email synchronous. It, nothing was going to synchronize. Wow. Right. Wow. Okay. Okay. So the, this idea that everything was going to suddenly become, you know, Mark Stoos at HP.com, yeah. yeah. whereas day four had been dot, you know, compact.com, yeah. right? It was just not happening. Oh, gosh. And, and, uh, and there was, because of the role that I had, I was, I was in one of the peripheral chairs in the boardroom. So mm -hmm. I was not at the board it, table. Yeah, but I was, yeah. A lackey. Right? Yes, yes, yes. And um, and so, and they, you know, they just went ballistic in this, and they they were like, so we have all of these bullshit <laughs> systems that we've poured millions of dollars into, right? Yeah, and yeah. yet cannot assure yeah. ourselves that this yeah. one thing is going yeah. to be, yeah, right. That is exactly what's happening right now, and it has mm -hmm. been for the last really 18 months or so. Yeah. Is that C suites started maybe a year ago, turning around to their data science teams and saying, Whoa, man, a lot of crazy shit going on out there in the marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. Really, 
need your help figuring it all out and figuring out where to go next. And in too many cases, the answer that they got was, hey, can't do that yet. Still working on the, on the beta beta, right? Or, oh, actually, we don't have the data for that. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah. So like, it did, and to answer that one, yes. Okay, yes. where you really see that a lot is in the functions. Mm, mm, mm. And so what you're seeing right now, I mean, this is like pretty live or pretty yeah. edgy stuff yeah. is yeah. if, if, uh, if you are a CMO or a CRO and you've been in the role for at least two to three years, mm -hmm. right. And you say, I don't have the data that you need, or I'm not confident in the data that we have or anything like that. Right. That is seen as a complete admission that you are incompetent. Yes. And failure is 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 the, and, the and name. You will get yeah. and you will get the axe. Yes. For that. And and we are unfortunately seeing that. Yeah. So and 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 I guess there's many levels that one could look at the 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 reasons for that failure. Um and and many reasons have been put forward in my conversations with many people. Um and and you know there is a dance between both sides. That's what I'm being told, mm -hmm. you know that that on the on the origination of the 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 job description that it was made very clear that this was what we were going to be doing. And then eighteen months down the line, it's the question. Mm -hmm. And I think it comes back to what I was going to say. Actually, the 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 paradigm shift that I think needs to happen is the word is 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 actually we need to be more value driven. Um and and. You know that just needs to be upfront. Hey guys, we're bringing you in because we need to make more money, and we know that we can do it using our data. But we need to be pragmatic here, and we need to go use case by use case. And we're not going to boil the ocean to use your term, but we're going to be super, super, super focused on specific areas. And if it is the CRO or the CMO who's saying it's me first, go straight down there and sort that out. You know. Yes, you have a, a wider view of a, a data strategy, but if that is the biggest use case and the biggest need, then that's where we need to get to. And I don't think that that has actually the the mm -mm. the mechanism by which people have, it just hasn't worked. Um, yeah, and, that, and you know what? And I'm going to share this. Uh, I mean, because uh, I think I think it's actually a great illustration of the of where we are. So I am not a data scientist, mm -hmm. right? I can talk pretty fluently about it. I can hold my own with guys like you, okay? Well, I'm not uh, a data scientist, Mark, by, by a long stretch. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it, so, so, but I, I'm, I'm very aware of where the boundary lines of my knowledge are. Sure. I'm always trying to push those out and all that kind of stuff, sure. but- in the last three or four months, I've been recruited for three CDO positions. Oh wow! Really? In crazy. In crazy kind of Fortune one thousand kind of roles. Wow. Okay. Wow. And and answered the phone and talked to them with barely disguised incredulity. Yeah. 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 Um, and and. Uh, and yet, 
their logic was impeccable. Right. Right. They're like, hey, you know what? Seriously, we got a lot of senior data scientists that, you know, have got multiple PhDs mm -hmm. and all this kind of mm -hmm. stuff. We that's not what we need. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and uh and so for that to be happening with me, given mm -hmm. my CV, mm -hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Granted, I have, I have, uh, you know, because of the company I run, I have effectively remodeled myself. Sure. Professionally, sure. right? Yeah, of course you have. But still, it's, it's just, I mean, you just sit there and you go, I mean, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's exactly I mean, why I said crazy. No, yeah. look, I, I think that, 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 I think the symptoms are being felt by a lot of people. That's that's the the pain, the extreme pain, the investment that has gone into this, um, the the sheer amount of time and patience I think that companies have had, uh, and 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 you know the 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 let's just say that the the sort of let's let let's give them that lead. Let's let's let them go off and do whatever they need to, you know. And and the realization that things haven't actually turned out in the way that they should be. Listen, I I I have seen this in in many organizations where I can tell you I can you know I've been asked to go in and review a data strategy, and I can one hundred percent put my hand on my heart and say that is not a data strategy. That doesn't give me confidence that whatever you will do with your, and, and this is in every industry, in every single industry I've been asked to, to go and do that in, regardless of whether they are have got a wonderful maturity score of four out of five or whatever it might be, because that just doesn't, that, that is just a tick box exercise for me. Yep. So I think fundamentally something is broken and not i mean broken in the sense not you know i'm not saying that you know suddenly they've they've, they've come and asked mark stoos to be the uh the cdo <laughs> i'm not for one moment saying that you know it's got, it's got that bad but what i'm saying is they are looking for a person who can be and it goes back to the word that we used earlier hybrid you know you yeah. need to understand the way that the business operates if i can sit i mean last week i was sitting in a meeting where there was a CEO, the CFO, the COO, and the CIO of this big financial company. And I literally listened to what kinds of things they were doing in their business over a two-day period. At day and a half, I said, you could possibly do X, Y, and Z. They looked at me as if I had struck gold. Right? Yeah. But that, it's because so I, that is T-shaped. Right. 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 But it's because I sat there and I listened. I listened for a day. I took notes. I but, ruminated on but those it's things. Deeper, it's deeper than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. So, no, no, I, I get No, no, seriously. Peel yeah, it back yeah. just yeah. one more layer, yeah. right? Yeah. So when you listen, what enables you to listen on anything? What, yeah. what helps you listen to your wife, yeah. right? It's because you, you speak your you speak your wife's language, right? Exactly. Okay. It's normally okay. yes, yes, darling. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you may have, uh, you know, the, the, just like LinkedIn, you know, it gives you auto prompt responses, yeah. right. You know, I mean, it, it may be sort of similar to that. Right. But, <laughs> but, um, but the point is, you know, you're able to do that because you speak. Yeah. Yeah. Finance. Their language. Correct. You speak yeah, yeah. sales. You yes. speak marketing. marketing you speak, yeah. Right. Yes. All this. Yes. And, yes. and so that's, that's actually, if you were to Venn diagram, right. You and me, mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. It would say it would have kind of like three circles, right. So CDO, mm -hmm. maybe and CIO also yep. kind of in this yep. category, yep. right. CRO, CMO, uh, and then CFO, CEO, mm -hmm. and then you could add some more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's that intersection, right? And the fact that you and I operate in in many cases as translators. That's a word that's been used before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're like, no, no, no. What he meant to say yes. in finance speak is da 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 da. -da, -da. Oh, okay. Correct. Well, now that now, yeah, yeah. okay, I can get behind yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I, I think fundamentally, what's flawed for me is that I've, uh, and this has my been my experience this year. One, obviously, I, I believe that language is a focal point. Absolutely. Two, yeah. I think, I think that the, the, and 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 you know this from me that and you read it time and time again that many data strategies are not fit for purpose but three which i think is the is the the, the biggest view that i've had this year and it's 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 kind of not even that aha moment it was it was one of the the, the the you know actually maybe it was an epiphany in some way it is actually the operating model the yes. things that makes the strategy real and i i i know from my experiences this year, fundamentally, that is where organizations have failed. Because that alignment of objectives, value, language, um, culture, location, all have to play a factor into what people want, and that's scalability. And I think this is the biggest factor that people don't get still. They are yeah. working on this small scale, not seeing that 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 whole. And I and 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 I go back to and people think I'm completely mad all the time that I talk about this thing called operating model. And and I fear that 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 we don't yet understand in the world of data what an operating model is and how many data leaders need to be fixated on that. And I was okay, so then, so then let's take let's take yeah. a, at least a a stab. Yeah, yeah. At this right now, okay. So, United States Air Force, nineteen mm fifties, -hmm. guy came up with an operating model for pilots who were suddenly moving from piston aircraft going five hundred miles an hour to mock mock. Right. Yeah. Two, One, two. Three, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he came up with the OODA loop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the speed with which yes. you observe, orient, decide, and act. Yep. Right. Yep. And that wasn't too much later that uh, almost like a an axiomatic 
idea came into play, VUCA, mm -hmm. to describe mm -hmm. the environment, right? So dogfights swirling yep. around, right? Four dimensions, <laughs> you know, all this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff, massive, right? That's about massive. as VUCA as it gets. Yeah, as you get, right? yeah. And your ability to survive and complete your mission is totally based on your ability to UDA your way through the VUCA. Correct. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. That is the business operating model mm -hmm. that has to be supported yes by exactly data exactly science, that yeah. right yeah yeah and and yeah. and if you because you can have all the answers but if you have them too late well right you're going to be gonna blown out of the air yeah yeah the business you, guy is going to die you're going to be ejected okay. and maybe that ejecting might be too late you know yeah so no i i i i, I agree with you and i and and I think that, you know, let, let's look at 24. Let, let's let's think about, you know, what what are your thoughts about 24? Because I know we're coming to the end of this now. And uh, I I guess, all, you know. All, you, all good things must you, come to an end. You and, you and I could talk for hours um, on this subject. And, and we could keep, to, you know. So anyway, let's look at 24. Um, where, where do you think we're heading? You know, and, and I, you know, I know you don't have a crystal ball, but. You know, just just leaving twenty three now, and we're right, you know, up close at the end of it. People are uh, thinking about twenty four. You 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 speak to CEOs, and you know, wh where are we heading in the next, you know, in Q one, Q two? I think the thing that is so people right now are looking at like early signs. We were talking about this a little earlier in this conversation about you know interest rates and things mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we're we're talking about if it happens, it's going to be very moderate, right? Right. Okay? We're not going back to an era of cheap money no, yet. But 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 okay? you're talking about changes in that whether it's going to go down right. and whether we're going to get back to where we were, you know, three four years ago, which is you know. But I think that the thing that you know when I talk, so I'm writing this book right now, and so mm. I'm talking to a lot of these kinds of people. Mm. The thing that really is so profoundly unnerving yeah for them it like if if interest rates went to seven points and were pretty much guaranteed to remain at seven points for the next decade yeah okay yeah they might not like that but they can plan around that of course of course what they, they can't deal with is the extreme volatility yeah. It makes them pull in their horns. It of makes them it mitigate risk by yeah. doing, you know, less, right? Keeping mm -hmm. more of their powder dry, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when you see, when they look at functions in their enterprise, this is most of them, right? Mm -hmm. That because of the trend of the last 15 years uh, where essentially budgetary business cases passed out of vogue but are now coming back okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no one can really answer the serious questions about what are we getting for our money how long do we have to wait to get that back for our money right like all that right. kind of stuff the ROI. right yeah 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 and and yeah. roi is always a a rearward looking number yeah only relevant in the context of what did you forecast it yes. to be Yes. At this time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So 
that is this is this is like a you want to talk about a real issue like um so money's a lot more expensive a lot mm -hmm. less uh available mm -hmm. if you uh that that has now compounded the whole issue of opportunity cost many yeah. times over. of course it has okay so as one CFO said to me in an interview, it's almost like you can't afford to be really wrong anymore, mm, mm. right? Which is a scary thought given the fact that we're still all painfully human. Yes, yes. So, and then what happens is that, you know, say five years ago, if you were really wrong, everybody kind of went, well, you were really wrong. Uh, here's some more money. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that ain't gonna um, happen now. And that's not happening now. So yeah. basically yeah. there's a qualitative aspect to this whole angle, right? Mm -hmm. That is really makes it extremely binding. The cheese mm -hmm. is very binding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and it's making leaders really nervous because yes. it goes straight to the heart of their credibility. Of course it does. Whereas five, five years ago, it didn't go to their credibility. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I think that those data science teams that can really pick up this ball and run with it mm -hmm. uh, are going to find new levels of power and alignment within the business. It's going to be exactly like if you, you know, like George Washington during the mm -hmm. Revolutionary War in this mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. His only statement about intelligence, meaning like spies. Yeah, spies. Yeah, yeah. Is that it's of such overweening importance that nothing more needs to be said about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is the same thing. Mm. Exactly the same thing. Mm. And so if you can help, I mean, look, there's a business strategy and everything else operationalizes that business strategy enables it yeah so Absolutely. if you are a data science leader if you're a cdo and you can show that you are helping them operationalize it better faster cheaper than they ever could have without you mm -hmm. guess what you will have golden handcuffs on you and everybody who works for you and budgets will not be a problem yes yes i agree and there will also be a point at which everybody says, we love you to death. We don't want you to do go anywhere, do anything other than what you're doing. But there is a point of diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, kept, I kept on trying to go. I was at, at Honeywell. I was at war with this whole idea, mm -hmm. right? I was constantly trying to climb that, le that ladder. And finally, Dave Cody heard about it, and, and he was kind of a patron. He was the mm -hmm. CEO of Honeywell yep. International. Mm -hmm. And it's the only time that he absolutely just tore a strip off me. Oh. I mean, he was so <laughs> mad, right? Because I was, I, you know, I, you know I, in, in, you know, the, the, the separate discrete funding for this little Don Quixote exercise of mine, you know, it was a couple million bucks. Right. Sure. And, and he's like, you know what? I don't need that. Yeah. I don't want that. That's yeah. not relevant. Right. 
you've all you have already surmounted this mountain mm-hmm. just doing what you're doing mm-hmm. right and but and if i hear you spending any more money like this right i'm gonna like kill you that's it yeah, yeah. right <laughs> And uh, and so I and that was that was very illuminating for I'm me. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Well, look, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, walk into 24, which I think yeah. needs to happen. We need to walk. Um, there is a lot of factors that are circling. Let's just say there's a lot of distraction circling the the, the CDO and data teams and data leaders right now. And obviously, we know that that one of those is Gen AI, and you know it's going to be a, 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 a everybody's talking about it. Obviously, um, so I, I think what I hear you saying is, buckle up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bit of a rocky one. But here's but here's some super practical yep. baseline stuff right here. Yep. yep. Okay. Take your three or four best people. Okay. And make them into a little, you know, whether you call it a COE or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want, a task mm-hmm. force, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And make it about multivariable regression mm-hmm. analytics, mm-hmm. right? And working with the business and say, okay, give me 10 questions that you really yep. want to answer to. And we're going to model that. Yeah. Right? We're going to give it back to you. And that's going to, that's going to be your earnout. I I agree. I, look, I have, there's nothing that I can say about that because that is exactly the position that I've come from. In fact, there's, there's Eve, you know, I, the, the, I don't know what I don't know is what I hear from many people these days. Okay. And going into conversations with what are the top five, not even the top 10, just give me the top five questions that, and with the biggest pain points or the way that I think about it sometimes is to flip the the switch and to say, actually, give me the questions or think about the questions that you're not asking today of your business. Because I think that's the VUCA and UDA perspective that we need to look through. And that puts many business leaders on the back foot because it gets them to think in a mm-hmm. very different way. It realizes that they need different inputs and it equally bodes for a better conversation with their data teams. Again, whether that's through language, whatever it might be, but it it makes them think about things that they're not thinking about today that they might do. And, on, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not a, a, a crystal ball, but it is absolutely a way to make them not ask the same questions that give them the same outputs, that give them the same decisions that will, you know, as Einstein said, you do the same things over and over again. You expect something different, but actually it never happens. So I think from my perspective, there's got to be some some friction there that you can look uh, at I, the top five pain points and questions. I agree. But actually but I will, flipping but I will, it. But I will say this. Yeah. I really, really believe this. Yeah. What What so many businesses lack is a causal baseline on normal questions yeah yeah like yeah yeah like out of all this stuff right that we're doing net of everything we don't control and net of time lag it's crazy what is the impact yeah on revenue margin and cash flow it's it's madness that people don't have that i could 
wow. I mean, this is what you call the baseline is 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 fundamentally what we should have been doing for the last 20 years. Oh, you know, absolutely. It, there should be a layer that is a no-brainer for me. Yeah. And if that and, is and not in place, then shame on these people for not doing that. Shame on the organizations for not even asking properly, you know. This is one of the reasons why, and look, I I, I totally, I love looking at it as much as the next person. Yeah, okay. yeah. But this is, this is the farce of BI. Mm. Yeah. Okay, of data visualization. I, I yeah, I, I yeah. And, 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 and every CDO, yeah. okay, based on their training, knows this yes and yet yes. they still do it yes yes right don't rather this, than yeah. regression yeah, yeah. Why? Don't, don't get me started on dashboards don't get me started on on the whole of bi landscape i mean it's it's uh yeah it's it's a it's a it's a road to nowhere for a, a lot of organizations way. and yep. uh, total waste of time um and you know you can look at the stats. You go. You can walk into any company now today, and I guarantee that most of the dashboards that have been built have never been used for the last six to twelve months. And there'll be a there'll be a very small percentage of people who have looked at it, and no one wants to uncover why. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's there's no there's no <laughs> dynamism. There's no relationship. No. There's no, no causality in the. There is. So they don't tell you anything. It, it, yeah, exactly. Listen, Mark, I have had such a fun time speaking to you. You've riled me up in such a way that I'm, you know, gonna gonna look forward to the, the feedback on this. So no, 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 I've really had a great, great conversation with you, Mark. And and it's it's you know, I I would love to continue um, because I think we could we could you know talk about many subjects. Um, Absolutely. But you you know, I'll I'll just say thank you for 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 suiting and booting up because i like i like the outfit i should have worn my shirt now and i, I feel bad that i didn't <laughs> you know but it's great to see you uh i wish you the... i'm wearing my chelsea boots oh so. my goodness you see yeah. you really yeah. did go for it hey eh? you knew i yeah. speak to that english guy so i gotta i gotta put my chelsea boots on <laughs> so listen thank you so much um great conversation i love it when i speak to you and you know always it's it's a pleasure thanks man have a great holiday. And you too. And you too. Take care. Cheers.